NPR. About five years ago, Penny Hedgie and her family built a house on five acres in Montana, and her backyard is the forest. There's nothing better than the smell of pine trees on a hot summer day. So there's um, lots of ponderosa pine, some spruce, and a lot of dead forest underneath and a tremendous amount of thick duff. Okay, so this sounds like a beautiful scene. Um, yeah. Duff, though, seems like forest jargon. I had to Google it myself. So it's kind of actually at the heart of what I'm here to talk about today. Duff is like the stuff that sits on the forest floor, like pine needles that fall down. Right, so organic debris. If there's a fire, I imagine this is going to smolder a lot. Bingo. Penny recently hired someone to do wildfire mitigation, like clear out the old wood and underbrush that would catch really fast, and this cost her $3,600. She applied for a government grant to pay for this and never heard back. If it was money to put out that you really didn't plan, you could, I mean, you could look out there at a forest and go, oh, it's fine. You know, I don't really care, but it's important. And what Penny's doing represents this big shift happening in America. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Alina Selyuk from NPR's Business Desk. Today on the show, we dig into the business of wildfire preparedness. It's a nascent industry driven by technology, panicked insurers, and homeowners starting to feel a whole new level of personal responsibility. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com indicator. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. This spring, cleaning up your wireless bill is easy thanks to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com indicator. $45 upfront payment required for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, so Lena, let's start with the big picture here. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this big shift that's starting to happen in wildfire preparedness. Yeah, I learned about this from Kimiko Barrett. She's the lead wildfire research and policy analyst at this nonprofit think tank called Headwaters Economics. Very traditionally, for wildfires, our approach has been just on the wildlands. Control the fire itself, and it will not be a threat to the community. Like, think we have federal land management focusing on wildlands, but not so much on residential areas. What we are seeing now, though, however, is that the scale of the risk is just so great that you cannot overlook the communities anymore. Right, so we're getting extreme wildfires where we didn't used to, places like Hawaii. We're getting wildfire smoke where we didn't used to. I experienced this in New York. It's in everybody's face and in their lungs. 
Yeah, that's definitely one thing that's shifted. We are seeing human-caused climate change make wildfires more and more damaging, happening in more places. People are still building a huge number of homes in areas that overlap with nature. They are especially vulnerable. In fact, by one estimate, nearly a third of American homes are now in these high-risk areas. So naturally, the wildfire industry is growing. Yeah, it's a fascinating evolution. You have huge leaps in technology producing things like smoke detectors for the forest. They try to analyze gases in the air so these devices can maybe spot a fire when it's still super small by sort of smelling it. A few companies have been piloting these. And and wildfire tech is expensive and barely regulated. So far, definitely. It's a wild west of, like, smart sprinklers and air filters. But older techniques are also popping up now in residential areas. I talked to one crew that uses something we associate with big-scale fires. It's long-term fire retardant. It's the same thing they use uh, during wildfires. When it's you see it dropped out of a plane, it's the red stuff. This is just a clear version of that. That's April Schwartz, and she's walking with this sloshing backpack and sprayer through a gorgeous neighborhood northeast of Los Angeles. Picture a lush forest in the background. It's cascading off a mountain. The street is dotted with palm trees. Imagine palm trees are kind of flammable. Super flammable. April was quite concerned about them. She is an ex-firefighter, and now she works for a private company. It's called Allied Disaster Defense. And this company is one of these new businesses in this field of wildfire preparedness focused on private homes. Spraying fire retardant in someone's front yard is definitely something beyond conventional preparedness techniques. But her company is a contracting firm that also does this traditional thing called home hardening. That might not quite sound as sexy as AI-powered smoke detectors, (laughs) but home hardening is something that has decades of research behind it, right? Right. Think a fireproof roof that can stand up to embers that go flying through the air during a wildfire, or covering gutters so embers don't land, or adding mesh to air vents so embers don't float into your attic. And the big one is getting rid of plants and mulch within five feet of the house. April said that as a firefighter, this was the hardest thing to convince people to do. We would cite people and go around the whole city. And uh, it's very, very difficult to convince people to take away or remove or relocate some of their brush. Um, nobody wants to do that. We're starting to see more and more people improve in that area uh, now that they know, OK, my house can burn down because this Uh, The shrub is right next to my window. It must be a hard sell getting people to remove their beloved rose bushes, perhaps. People love their rose bushes, I guess. Yeah. So April's company does all these things. Comprehensive home hardening. And apparently the company's business has grown 30% in the last year alone. It's only a couple of years old. And so far they say there aren't that many other contractors doing what they do. All of these techniques. And the same could be said in other fields, like we're just beginning to see urban planners and architects starting to plan around wildfire. There's a few universities that are training people in a mix of fields that go into wildfire mitigation. And when I was talking to Kimiko over at Headwaters Economics, she said the next generation of homeowners and politicians and fire experts, they will probably have a completely different outlook on all this. 
What's shocking is that this isn't happening already. Like, what are you talking about? This is just now starting to become something we need to think about? Really? (laughs) Yeah, she seems a bit surprised at this too. I'd say she's alarmed. Even though the research has been there for about 20, 30 years, we as a society are just starting to accept this notion that there is some degree of accountability on us as individual homeowners for living in these risk areas. And again, that's just because the scale of risk is so great now, we cannot avoid it. But that's a pretty recent paradigm shift. And I wouldn't even say it's a paradigm shift. Like that's a pretty new idea. And I have to add that a lot of this idea is driven not by conscientious homeowners, but by their wallets. Because insurance companies are making them. Yeah, because home insurance companies are freaking out. And so people call up April's company and say, my insurer told me I have to do home hardening or my premium is going to up a few thousand dollars. And that's pretty much all the calls that company gets. We've reported on this on The Indicator a bit before, where insurers are jacking up rates or even quitting entire neighborhoods because wildfire claims are just so unpredictable and massive. Insurance companies are the canary in the coal mine. They are reflecting the risk that is already on the ground. This needs to happen well before insurance companies become part of the conversation. So until there's a shift in society and political will to focus more on individual homes, we probably will continue to only address half of the problem. This makes me think of Penny Hedgie with the house in the forest in Montana and how she never heard back from the federal grant to help pay for her $3,600 wildfire mitigation. Yeah, and she actually also installed a sprinkler system outside, which can run another five or $6,000, but that actually lowered her home insurance premium. Huh. So you've got ins, you've got outs, you've basically got to have a wildfire mitigation spreadsheet in this new world of firefighting home economics. You've got to pull out your weeds and you've got to pull up your Excel. That's right. This episode was produced by Cooper Katz McKim and Liz Baker with engineering by Patrick Murray. Sierra Juarez and Cooper check the facts. Kate Cannon is our editor and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. When you're carrying around a lot of stress, therapy is a safe space to get it off your chest. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try at betterhelp.com NPR to get 10% off your first month.